podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombs Show on ESPN. College Days is back, which means Ben Isaacs is back. Hey, bud, how you doing? I'm good. I mean, this is this is the summer. It feels like you know there shouldn't be any college right now, but um, but there is. In fact, in terms of college football, it's actually been a really really big month. Well, you know what? It's uh, it made a lot of sense. Producer Ollie, he's the one with all uh, the bright ideas around here. I mean, I think we've established that, right? He's the brains of the operation. Uh, dropped me a line and said we should do a college days on this story, and I was like, well, of course we should, because we hadn't had plans to really get the whole college days train on the tracks. So although we've done quite a few in the off season, actually, it turns out, but obviously getting into next season. And this is uh, for those of you listening to the first college days, we're going to be doing a combination of things, really looking at players that are going to be in the 2022 NFL draft. It almost uh, certainly players that are first round prospects, although we'll uh, maybe do a little deeper dive to so get you up to speed through the season on players you're going to be seeing in the NFL next season. And certainly they're going to be front and center in the draft as well as previewing and looking at the big college games uh, that are going to be on ESPN player and ESPN TV over here in the UK that particular weekend. So it's going to be a combination of preview review of the season and player focus. So we're going to crank that up later on in the summer, but we figured huge news in the last seven days, no surprise, but nevertheless majorly significant news that uh, college players college athletes, but particularly those playing football and to a lesser extent, basketball are going to be able to benefit from their status, benefit from the roles that they play, their celebrity on either a national level or a local level that they enjoy in a way that they couldn't before. This is seismic news, Ben, and it's not a term uh, and a word I throw around loosely. This is a major shift in how college sports is constructed going forward. So talk us through the specifics, first of all. What can athletes do now that they couldn't do before? So under NIL rules, and NIL stands for Name, Image and Likeness, this means that college players can make money from their own name, from their faces. They can't, if you play for Alabama, you can't make money by putting the Alabama logo on. You could create your own, you could create your own logo. You can now appear in TV ads. You could, you could, you could be on, on TikTok with sponsored, sponsored posts raking in the money. All of a sudden, so all you, the things you're, you're already doing. As oh, a <laughs> exactly. My, my half a million followers who yeah. are on, on TikTok who want to see me, uh, who want to see me dancing. That's what, that's what they're getting. Now it doesn't mean that college players will be paid to play. It's not like Ohio state can say to a recruit. Now, if you'd like to come and join the Ohio state Buckeyes, we're going to give you a hundred thousand dollars a year. This can so no salary. There's no happen. salary, no signing bonus. No, right? so no, but all of these players can now make money off their fame as much as they like during, during the course, um, during the course of their entire college career, they've gone from being unable to accept anything 
to being able to accept pretty much whatever they want. So we're getting we're getting people appearing in uh, local TV ads. We're getting people having sponsored Instagram posts. There are many ways. There are many ways of of doing this. If there are people selling NFTs, and don't ask me to get into exactly how NFTs work, but people are making a lot of money off them. People who are smarter than I am. There are there are some players who've got together to form a business that will help players get matched up with brands who want to deal with them because some of these some of these players are so smart they realize they can get paid twice they can get paid to advertise things and they can get paid by managing other people it's a it's a brave new world and it's going to it's going to be a little bit messy at first because there will be some people who think now for example at the university of miami one of the big boosters at miami and the boosters are the people who plow money into the sports programs so that they will be successful and that might be they donate millions to update the weight room or whatever or buy a big new scoreboard for the stadium a big miami what would you what would you buy if you were a booster um what would your donation be I would buy I would buy some um, eco-friendly straws. I'd I'd get a pack of <laughs> eco-friendly straws. That's the that's the budget that I have got and that I think my accountant would let me write off. Um, unlike unlike a man in Miami who owns, you, ooh, go for it. Um, who who owns some um, MMA gyms and he has said he will pay every single scholarship player at Miami to endorse to endorse his gyms now they don't actually need to do anything he is just saying right if you've got a scholarship at the university of miami i'm going to give you um three thousand five thousand dollars a year to be a miami hurricane and it's it's things like that that are getting people a little bit worried that oh you know will someone join the university of miami so that they can so that they can get that extra extra money time will tell so okay so first things first um incidentally my um uh, my donation would be uh, quite similar to the the way the Jacksonville Jaguars have swimming pools and and kind of pools uh, inside the stadium that you can watch the game from. I'd have that with uh, a water slide that leads right down to the field that I could fire. Uh, maybe send somebody down there actually with uh, just some feedback to to the head coach because I want to be a booster that interferes with with the coaching <laughs> <laughs> and, get, and gets involved with that. But so just on that gym example, just to, to kind of backtrack a bit uh, on that, or just to, to pad it out a bit more. So he's saying every single player on this team, I'm going to give a cash injection too but are you saying that that was this kind of thing was happening before uh was i didn't quite follow with it. you're saying boosters who've been around forever that are uh, the patronage and the support that they give teams um collectively in terms of uh, facilities uh, the examples that you gave they're now moving into different territory where they're paying players or giving players a cash uh incentive but not necessarily requiring them to do all that much no um what so what dan lambert um the man who's who's doing this what what he's doing is perfectly legal now it would be different if he said there will be bonuses if you score x number of touchdowns or you will um you'll forfeit money if you leave the team or or anything like that he's just he's just saying in effect this is advertising and that if you if you will be associated with us, you will get five hundred dollars per month per player. Once it starts, 
once it starts being connected to what they're doing on the field, then there would be a problem because then that is in effect them being paid for their achievements rather than being paid for being famous. And that might seem like a very narrow distinction, but it is what keeps the sport still technically amateur. amateur. You're, not be- okay. you're not being scored for scoring a touch. You're not being so, paid for scoring a touchdown. But the association meaning that all of those players will have to what, endorse the gym on their social media channels, rock up for personal appearance. They have to do something for it. You're saying that it's going to get the money, whatever. I would I would imagine that some players won't end up doing anything for it. Mm. Perhaps the Perhaps the less famous players won't do won't do anything for it. It will just be, I mean, for a start, this, this gym has got massive publicity. This has been national news sure. across America because this is the first deal of its kind. Mm. So the, Dan Lambert has already done well there, but he has also, in effect, sent a message that the University of Miami is somewhere you can go and you will be looked after, that there will be financial deals that can, yeah. that can do things for you. Okay, so, it's gonna, it, so okay, let's get onto that then. So I get that, Teams aren't going to be able to, um, at this stage anyway, although who knows what the future holds as a result of this change, but teams aren't able, uh, are going to be able to um, outbid uh, officially their rivals in terms of uh, recruitment. But if we look at the, historically anyway, the key attributes of an effective recruitment program for a college right it was in no particular order obviously how competitive that team is in terms of national rankings making uh, players pro ready depending on your position with a clear uh, connection with uh, either pro style offenses strong links with certain teams can i if i'm an elite player move on to the nfl to have a better chance of doing that if i'm with this organization climate and i'm not being facetious but that is uh, you know mm-hmm. lifestyle is is an important uh, selection criteria so all of those things will continue to be important but is this now another major major component for the elite players i'm talking about here ben because there's a very important distinction you've already made between the rank and file college players who realistically are not going to be making it to the pros that are going to want to, outside of their education uh, and the academic support they get through scholarship, are going to want to try and make a few quid, which is fair enough. But those players that are destined to make the pros anyway, is the the financial component of the college era, uh, college phase of their careers, going to make a huge difference to their selection criteria? I don't. I don't think so. For those, for those, let's say the top one hundred um, high school recruits, the sort of players who are very much banking on an NFL career, they will still be making their choices as to which which university will get me draft ready, which one will get me into the league playing on Sundays, where the big money is, not the five hundred dollars per month um, to represent a gym for those players they are unlikely to if if they've got a choice between say alabama and miami and they feel that alabama is more likely to turn them into a top 10 draft pick they're going to go to alabama not miami the 500 dollars a month is not going to sway them but if you are the sort of player who thinks well i guess there's a chance i could make the nfl but i'm you know it's probably unlikely and let's let's face it there are a lot of players who do not who do not see themselves in that way they will feel like okay i i'm only a three-star recruit but i can make the nfl and i'm going to make the nfl but for those players who realize it's a long shot then why not go to a university where financially you'll be looked after i mean that mm. that five hundred dollars a month that can that can pay for your car that can pay for nights out you're getting you're already getting a full scholarship it makes your college experience that much 
that much nicer. So let's talk about that. So those for those players that are um, that that are there, even if they're starters, that know they're not going to be making the pros, right? It's but actually for all players, full stop, irrespective of their elite status or not on that on the college side, the the lifestyle of a college player until now, the the fact that these are players who are the bigger you know more established uh, contending colleges playing in front of 50 70 80,000 people that are on ESPN on you know TV audiences of millions watching them that are that are superstars in in, in many respects certainly um, if you if you look at it in the context and relatively to athletes of their age in European football who are already playing professional football you know there are a lot of parallels in terms of the uh the status the profile the impact that they are having within the sporting organization and league that they're in but they're not making any money in fact they're living is it frugal overstating it's certainly a very understated existence mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they they're having a lot of their food taken care of because the 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 teams want them to eat the right sorts of food. Mm. But beyond that, you know, they they can't go out and have a nice car. If they've got a nice car, people will get suspicious. Sure. Um, and if if you've if you've done something like you've sold you've sold a game worn jersey, which in the past would have been completely illegal in terms of kind of your eligibility, if if you looked like you had a bit too much money, there was a chance there was going to be an investigation into you. Mm. So even even if you did have some money, you probably couldn't you probably couldn't show it. Um, now, what what the listeners can't see right now is I'm wearing an, an SMU Mustangs T-shirt and nice. um, it's a it's a it's a vintage T-shirt and I love it. And it's relevant right now because SMU were known in the 1980s it was kind of an open secret but it just couldn't be proved that their players were getting paid often before they'd before they had um before they'd actually signed with that with that university they were often given luxury cars they were given cash payments and obviously it was all it was all off the record and when eventually it could be proved SMU, who were one of the national title contenders for a number of years, they were given the death penalty. They were not allowed to put out a football team for a few years, and it completely ruined their program. They have never come back to national prominence and probably never will. Now, let's say this was happening right now, and we know, we know that there are university boosters who are giving financial inducements to players illegally and it's i can't i when i say i can't tell you who i don't mean because i know and i shouldn't say but because it's known that this happens but nobody quite nobody can prove anything nobody knows where it's happening but it's kind of it's known that it must happen now let's say you are a very very rich let's say you're a texas oil billionaire and you want somebody to go to let's say university of texas now in the past, you would have tried to illegally give them, say, $100,000, right? Now, here's what you could do. You are familiar with the app Cameo, where you can basically pay a celebrity to kind of sing happy birthday to, to your friends. I'd be trying to get Mike Carlson on it all year. Oh, um, I, would, I would definitely pay £100. We've got to um, get Carlson on Cameo. Got to, got to be on there. Um, but let's say this high school, this top high school recruit is on there mm. and he puts his price at $10,000. Mm. Now, 
there were not many there were probably not many kids in the school who were going to spend ten thousand dollars to have one of their schoolmates sing happy birthday to them but what about if the boosters decide okay here's what we're going to do i am going to book you for cameo every day for a month yeah and then you are going to sign with my university it is all above board yeah you you know you might say okay well you know does this follow the letter of the law they're not doing anything wrong somebody is offering a service i will sing you happy birthday it will cost you ten thousand dollars here you go here's how you do it and college players are appearing on cameo and it's only a matter of time before the high school players are on cameo because the high school players especially for basketball are very similar to the college players and they will have huge followings on social media and they're already being able to put ads on their social media. There's a service that lets you pay to play video games with college players. You'll pay through the nose to play like a game of Madden with a college football star. There are so many ways now. I've got now. a great idea. We should do that and be just ridiculously bad <laughs> and just see how confused they get. Um so is this really fascinating, Ben? So let's just, I want to take you back to your earlier answer then. So you've got, uh, let's say, a wide receiver, right, who uh, is in demand and college A and college B, college A are the better organization in terms of contention for the national championship. They are um, a better bet, a safer bet to get to the pros. But College B isn't miles off, right? So College B, might, well, the playoffs are a bit expanded now, so it might make the playoffs, you know, isn't it, you know, sort of top four side, but, you know, it's a, it's a top 10, top 15, top 20 ranked college. Um, and again, it's not as if the offense at that, college is running is going to be a huge barrier in terms of that receiver being looked at as an NFL prospect. Right. But it's definitely uh, credibly uh, a, a level down. It would risk, you run the risk of dropping your draft stock, even if you're not necessarily, you know, blowing your chances, uh, but college B is, you know, that there is a construct there through boosters, through smart gaming of the system that you're going to make, let's just say, a significant number, you know, a couple of million dollars, right? Which isn't outside the realms of possibility. Mm-hmm. That is going to change players' minds, isn't it? There are going to be some players, particularly those players who, um, you know, who have pressure around them to be cashing in now, you know, it, it, it will change trajectory, surely. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, no, I think it will. I think it will for certain, for certain players. Now, let's, let's think of sort of, um, Let's talk about Justin Fields, obviously mm-hmm. a player very, very close to my heart. And I'm picking Justin Fields because he was on a TV show where they, um, where they kind of followed around a handful of high school quarterbacks. And Justin Fields, his family were well off. And Justin Fields was uh, driving to high school in, uh, in an expensive truck. And you have other players... Um, many, many players who come from situations where there is pretty much no money in the family and they are playing sports because this, this is a way that they can look after their families. The sort of players who, when they get to the NFL, they've got an extended family that they've got to finance. If you are in that position and you think, okay, well, yeah, there is a bit less of a chance of me making the NFL with this, say, this team that's ranked top 20, but I can, I can make seven figures while I'm in college playing, yeah, surely you're going to do that. Now, Justin Fields, financially, 
he wouldn't need to do that. And Spencer Rattler, who's the um, who's the current Heisman Trophy favorite, the quarterback of Oklahoma. He comes from money and he's already put out a statement saying that he's going to do these NIL deals and he's going to give a portion of the money to charity, which obviously is vague. A portion could be 0.1%, a portion could be 90%. But he said that you know he's going to give some money away. Most people aren't in that position. Most people in the NFL did not come from money and could really do with while they're putting their body on the line for, say, three seasons in college, could do with that million dollars. Now, the thing is, is you're right. It is not beyond the possibility that there will be top top prospects who are basically told by boosters, look, if you're here, then there are these ad deals. I'll make sure you've got these ad deals. Mm. The, the issue will be is that how sustainable is that if you are um, if you're a big booster of a particular university and you say, OK, right, well, I own a car dealership and I'm going to have the, the top 10 recruits that we bring in in a particular year. I'm going to have them appear in ads for my local car dealership and I'm going to pay them like fifty thousand dollars a pop. I'm going to give them free access to luxury cars. How long can you sustain doing that financially? Because mm. that's because it's it's coming out of a business rather than simply an individual that business has to be able to sustain that level of outgoing and all businesses that do have any form of marketing you will have a marketing budget and that is not an unlimited amount of money even if as a booster you might want to spend 5 10 million dollars on attracting top talent at some point that affects your business and it might be that things go on for the next five years that then don't happen after that when people are like well do you know what i've spent 20 million dollars here the my the college i've been putting the money in they haven't won a national championship maybe i need to spend my money a bit more wisely maybe i'll cut this cut this down and i think that will happen and i think the players that will end up making the most money out of all this are not the ones who are doing these ad deals it's the ones who are kind of self-made the ones who've created their own brand the ones who've created a whole following on instagram tiktok twitter the ones who are getting paid for the things that they control creating creating their own artwork creating their own music and doing things for themselves. I think that's the long-term sustainable thing. But I think in the short term, it's going to be boosters trying to game the system. Yeah, sure. It's going to be the Wild West out there, isn't it? And in particular, those uh, that are uh, attracted to getting involved as agents, as representatives, as uh, you know, financial consultants and all kinds of, I'm sure, newly defined roles that uh, it'll bring out uh, some very good operators in that space uh, who will open up uh, and, and and see this as a, 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 an opportunity to continue to build upon their already credible reputations. But equally, it's going to uh, it's going to wheel in a lot of snakes and a lot of sharks. Right. I was talking to Jay Bell, our friend Jay Bell, about this, of course, because listeners will know that Jay Bell outside of being uh NFL UK royalty uh, is uh, involved in, you know, financial advice for for players, both past and present, and really, uh, really sharp in that area. And he was saying, absolutely, you are going to see a real move into this space from the established incredible firms, but also, as I say, those that are looking at this as a gold rush, right? And the, I guess, one of the negative and concerning 
uh, outcomes here, Ben, uh, and consequences of, of, of this shift is going to be there are there are going to be players that will be exploited and players that will be ripped off and players that will, and particularly those, as you say, who come from a disadvantaged background, who don't have much money, uh, will find themselves getting uh, getting taken for a ride, some of them, by these sharks. Yeah, 100%. And in fact, some some people who didn't want NIL to happen were kind of using this um, as as an argument to to have it to have it scrapped the idea that these players will be taken advantage of and and kind of who who will protect them financially and the thing is is that isn't this the case for any student if you if you're a student and you're and you're working in a bar and maybe you're told okay it's going to be it's going to be cash in hand and then what if what if you're not paid and what rights have you got any any young person in uh, in college who's trying to make some money can face these issues now my hope will be that enough universities will put together a team of people to look after their students interests in this way some some universities have already encouraged their encouraged their their college athletes to take classes on building their own brand and financial management because they know that this is something that is that is dear to their hearts the major universities should be looking out for these players. They can't get too involved in the financial deals, but they should have it that people can kind of look over things, make sure things are watertight, make sure things aren't people aren't being taken for a ride because there are going to be enough unscrupulous people out there. There's going to be enough people who, because as you say, this is the wild West. This is nobody knows exactly how this is going to play out. The rules will kind of formulate as we go along and we see what, what works and what doesn't. Right now, people don't know, so it's impossible to sign a deal and be like, oh, "Okay, well, this is this is definitely fine." I can tell by looking at it because nobody knows how these things will play out. There will be some sad stories at the end of all this, but I think there will be far more far more happy stories. But we just can't overlook the risk that the players are at um, in terms of being being conned, basically. Yeah, right. And as you say, those who uh, steadfastly against this, and I mentioned at the top, this is something that's not a surprise to us because with, you know, various moves in certain states and, um, uh, you know, legal directives that uh, enabled this, it was inevitable that this would become a, a uniform thing as, as, as far as ends the NCAA's position on it. But um, nevertheless, those who have been uh, critical of the change and, and of the development cite as well as the exploitation risk, um, cite their concerns about the the commercialization of uh, of an amateur sport, which you know purists um, celebrate. I know you love you love your NFL as much as college, but you love the fact that that, that there is a marked distinction there. Is it a distinct possibility now, Ben, that? despite the fact everyone's saying, oh, it's got nothing to do with salaries and we're not going to see a professionalization uh, of the game in that way, that actually this is the first step towards that. And whatever we say now, it it has moved forward uh, irrevocably. And whether that's 10 years, 20 years down the line, professionalizing college sports in terms of salaries, contracts, trades is, is, is now inevitable because of this. I mean, the the sport has changed so much. 
in that you are able to transfer to another university far, far easier than it ever was. It is now very simple. It is now like free agency. The the fact that there was never any national championship game and we're now on the verge of there being a 12-team playoff. And now... In terms of the players, the one that is the most significant is this one, the fact they can the fact they can actually make some money. I completely understand anyone's concerns about, you know, is this the thin end of the wedge? Is this just, you know, the first step to making it professional? Personally, I do not think that will happen. I don't think there is that much appetite. I don't think the players expect to be paid by the universities. I think they feel that the scholarships are absolutely fantastic. The thing they've just wanted to do was to be able to make some money. If they want to go and sign some autographs and get paid to do it, they should be allowed to do that. And I think this, because of this rule, I think it actually, it does the opposite. I don't think it's the thin end of the wedge. I think it heads off any any cause for people to say, right, these players need to be paid because now they can be paid just not by the universities. The universities can't afford to get into massive bidding wars for these players because the top college coaches are paid the same as top NFL coaches. These are very expensive, but they are not getting, they don't have the budget that NFL teams do. I don't think we will see a situation where players are directly paid. I don't, I mean, I know the universities don't want it and I don't think the players are expecting that. I think the players just wanted freedom. It's uh, it's perhaps it's appropriate that, this this was uh, this was all announced so soon around um, Independence Day because finally the college athletes are independent. They they don't expect to get a salary. They just expect to be treated fairly and be able to make their own money. And finally, they can. I I don't think we'll see professional college players. Speaking of making their own money, Ben, let's let's end on that. So inevitably, when this news broke and came into play, you're thinking, okay, so. What kind of levels of money are we talking? What's the difference going to be between the superstars and everybody else? And all the, many of the things we talked about on, on today's show in terms of how that affects the current crop of uh, of college players. But what about the heavyweight players from back in the day? You know, Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel and Reggie Bush, of course, and, you know, perhaps most notably for obvious reasons, who will be looking on at this now and thinking, my God, if this was in play when I was a college star, uh, all three of those would have made millions and millions of dollars, right? In Reggie Bush's case, it's even more significant, isn't it? Yeah, I, you're right. The, those those sort of players could have named their price. They are more famous. They were more famous in their day than any of the any of the current crop of players, and that includes the ones that have just left, such as Trevor Lawrence. With Reggie Bush, he was one of the the greatest college football players of all time. When he was a running back at USC, he was absolutely remarkable. He would take over games. You'd watch a game and you'd feel like you were watching just a highlight reel because of the things that he would do. He quite rightly won the Heisman Trophy. And then it turned out that the university had been giving money to his family, had put them up in a nice home. And the Heisman Trophy was taken away from him. For that year, there is no winner. It is simply down as vacated. It is the only year that there is no winner for the Heisman Trophy. Now, Reggie Bush was accepting money from the university. So it's, it is a, little bit, is a little bit different. But he lost his Heisman Trophy, not for, not for cheating. He didn't, he didn't take steroids. He didn't do anything to give himself an advantage on the field. It was just that his family were given a home. And this, to me, really 
kind of sticks in the craw that he has not been given his Heisman Trophy back. Now, he is starting a campaign. He wants his Heisman Trophy back. And I think most fans would agree with this. He he says that uh, he and his team have reached out to the NCAA and the Heisman Trust. They've They've not, they've not heard back. Um, he says that he won the Heisman Trophy solely due to his hard work and dedication. And that is absolutely true. Now, if these rules were around when Reggie Bush was around, he would be getting endorsements. He would have endorsements coming out of his ears. He wouldn't need to worry about taking these, you know, under the table payments. He would have been fine and he would have his Heisman Trophy. And if the NCAA and the Heisman Trust have any sense, they will make sure that he gets his Heisman back because he earned that. He didn't buy it. Forget anything that happened financially. He did not cheat. That is his trophy. Give it back to him. If anyone's listening from the Heisman Trust, please give it back to him. <laughs> Undoubtedly, are going to be Ben. Let's be honest. Uh, they know you're on the show. They know it's yeah. college days. They're going to be locked and loaded because they subscribe to the feed, <laughs> as indeed I'm sure uh, you all do who are listening right now. But if you don't, head on over to whichever podcatcher you listen to us on and subscribe. And also on the Reggie Bush comments. And indeed, a lot of the things we talked about on today's show. What do you think? Really interested to hear your thoughts on this because uh, everyone I've spoken to, Ben, J-Bell, difference of opinion, really, in terms of where this is going, what this means for the game, uh, and some of the pitfalls and challenges that uh, individuals, teams, organizations uh, are going to face. So really interested in your perspective on it, gang, at the NC Show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's how you get in touch with the show. Uh, Lots of content. Uh, is pushed out all through the week there. Uh, videos from the shows, extra bonus stuff. So shout out to Tom, to Marley, to Andy and the crew running social diligently. And we're going to keep on keeping on as we get closer to the 2021 season. Two months away, Ben. Huh? Uh, so close. I can taste it. I can taste it. Well, we got to get our act together when it comes to college days because we've got to start cracking those out uh, with more frequency and more regularity as the college season, which will start even sooner, of course. So we got to get, why don't we go away and debrief right now on that? Well, mm-hmm. we'll get all of the producer in there. He's going to bring lots of stats, as he always does, of course, graphs. He'll, he'll project out what college days can look like uh, using data uh, and science. So that's really important to get that in the mix as well. So we're going to do that. We're going to debrief up. Uh, great chat to chat to you, bud. Cheers. I can't wait for this all to kick off now. Uh, I like the way you said kick off, like it's going <laughs> to kick off. <laughs> it probably is going to kick off. Kick off and there's kick it off and there's kick it off. Uh, great stuff from Ben Isaacs. At Tweets from Ben is how you follow him on social media. We're going to be back with more NC Show next week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. We'll see you later, gang. Bye. Follow Baseball Nuts. Join us on the Johnny and Josh Show with my baseball brothers, where JC will endeavor to offer some insightful analysis. And my friend Eric Jansen will offer quirky baseball trivia. But we also have David Langell, who will combine a high level of inappropriateness with a low level of analysis. The Johnny and Josh Show, available to download wherever you listen to your podcasts. Podcast Network.